I'm Sandy Swallow. I'm Okalala Lakota and Northern Cheyenne. I've been an artist for over 30 years and through my artwork have portrayed my heritage. Now I'm starting a brand new venture called Lakota Link and I'm here to share with you and I hope you enjoy it. Lakota Link. Greetings from the home of the Seven Council Fires land of the 1868 Fort Laramie Treaties, bringing stories old and new of Lakota values, courage, respect, wisdom, to name a few. In the Lakota tradition, Family is very important, and I I thought I would share with you some I know about my Aunt Lula Mills, who was my mother's older sister. Uh, Aunt Lula married Arthur Brewer and had 12 kids, and I want to name the kids to you. Donald, Arthur, Geraldine, Walter, Douglas, Lawrence, Daryl, John, Patricia, Linda, Donna, and Randolph. Randy Brewer, I believe, when my Aunt Lula was widowed, she was expecting him, so he never really got to know his dad. But today I have just a, a real treat for you that I've been able to get my cousin Larry, who's right there in the middle, he was born in 1944, and uh, he is visiting with me today. And it means a lot to me because this is part of Lakota Link, is, is to uh, share memories and maybe not even something that's spectacular, but everyday memories that we have from the elders in the Lakota. And of course, Larry is Okalala Lakota, like I am. He's just fun to visit with. We've uh, gotten to know each other later on now that he's moved back. I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. Well... Hello, I'd like my listeners to be introduced to my first cousin, Larry Brewer, and he happens to live in Rapid City, South Dakota right now. How is the weather down there, Larry? We're waiting for snow. It's a gray day, a little breeze. Oh, I know. We didn't, you... get, our, we didn't get our snow yet. No, but, you know, I've been keeping track of people like at Oryx area, and and they've got it. Hot Springs has got it, so I'm sure it's coming. It's supposed to be a really bad snowstorm, but we'll see. We're kind of hoping that the weatherman's wrong. (laughs) So, Larry, I'd like you to introduce yourself to, to our listeners, and he happens to be uh, my Aunt Lula's boy, one of her boys. And how many kids were in the family? Twelve. <laughs> oh, okay. And how many girls and how many boys? 
there was four girls and then eight boys, but uh, the oldest boy, Junior, he was in Redfield at, at Institution, and then later they moved into a group home in Lemons. So he was uh, mentally retarded. I don't know if that's the, the politically correct term nowadays, but that's... Yeah, but, and, uh, mentally disabled and... and yeah. Uh-huh. So whereabouts are you on in the line of kids? Uh, just about in the middle. I had uh, Junior and, and then Jerry, my sister, and then Walter and Donnie and Doug. So I was sixth in line. Just... Oh, okay. My um, Aunt Lula was my mom's older sister. And what year was she born in? Um... 1912. Oh, okay. In 1920, they sent her to boarding school, and they forced her to speak English. And that's why we're not fluent. We should very well be fluent. But And the younger ones, I don't know if your mother spoke or not, but when Uncle Chester and Uncle Henry, whenever they got visiting, they always talked Lakota and Grandpa. Well, you know, Mother claimed she didn't know, but I know uh, I know she knew, and <laughs> she knew Lakota. Well, I'm sure she could understand it because that's all they talked, but I never heard her talk it. But mm-hmm. in the Mills household, that's all they talked. Her Grandma Adams, was they were real traditional people. Oh, okay. And what she was... She mentions uh, Grandma, she'll talk about Grandma paint yellow grandma's um different uh adams and grandma shorty i don't know who who these were but they were aunts and um i guess a grandma Mm -hmm. yeah and that that can get a little confusing because in the traditional way, your aunts were your grandmas too so yeah yeah and then when people uh, the elders referred to them. It was hard to know who they were talking about. But I know Aunt Lula, I I didn't know, of course, your dad. But what was his name? His name was Art. Art uh, and they were from Batesman. Um, and her and Laura, Aunt Laura, uh, was raised with Mom, and they both, they married brothers. Oh. Art and her her husband was uh, Fred, I think. Okay. And, uh, and then Joe Brewer, my dad's other younger brother, married Glessner Mills, our first cousin. So there's some lot, marriage, so lot of Brewers. Related to, yeah. Yeah, related related to a lot of Mills, uh, different ways. I know. I know. My mom always admired Aunt Lula because, because of course, she was widowed young, and mother thought she was such a strong woman because she raised all you kids. And oh you, yeah, you this all was, turned uh, out pretty good. <laughs> and there's three of us right in a row. We reached our pre-teenagers when we should be real crazy. We did drink on the sly, but. But I think it's always in the back of her mind that we didn't we didn't stray too far. You know? Didn't want to disappoint her. No, 
No. So did you grow up right there in Rapid City? Uh, yeah, we moved here. I was about five years old and I started school at St. John's Evangelist. And it was kind of a working class uh, Catholic school, but there were there were other uh, natives there that came up there, the Hudsons and Whitings and Braves. There was a, a lot of natives there. And it was a it was pretty good education. And then um, for high school, I went to what is now Crow Creek Indian School. Oh, I didn't know that. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, I graduated from there. And then, uh, but Donnie and Walter and Doug and Daryl all were at Holy Rosary one time or another. And that's where Walter learned how to play basketball real good. He was excelled in that. So John is younger than you. Yes. There was Daryl, younger than me, and then John. And then John. And, uh, and then I know Patsy and I were close in age. Because I remember yeah. coming back, we'd come back to South Dakota, and, and Patsy and I'd get to be able to play together. <laughs> that was a long yeah. time ago. <laughs> and when we were real young, Donna was, I think she was more John's age, but she had a, we had a report, she would just, she would just talk her head off. She must have been a kind of lonesome out in the country because <laughs> that's when you, you guys lived out of Porcupine. Oh, okay. And I was and, pretty uh, little, so I can't remember. Yeah, you were probably in diapers then. Yeah. And I remember we went to bed and she followed us in there. We sat on the end of my bed and talking and talking and talking. And <laughs> finally, I hollered at your mom, Sandy's bothering us. So. <laughs> Wait, that was Donna. That was Donna. Donna, yeah. (laughs) Well, I bet she was lonesome, you know, because there wasn't any families right close by, you know, back then and stuff. Yeah, we were impressed because she used to ride her horse to day school, and then we said, "Well, what did you what did you do with the horse while you're in class?" And she said, "We, I just grazed him, and we went. Well, we didn't even know what that meant." (laughs) You know? <laughs> no, because you, you were city Indians. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> urban, urban Indians and stuff. What do you remember about your childhood? Well, it was it was wasn't real easy, but uh, we all had each other. Pine Ridge, um, we had a wood cook stove and a wood heating stove and a no indoor plumbing, but. Everybody else lived that way too, so it was that was no problem growing up. Uh, I didn't get to, I didn't play sports because I had I was the sickly one. I had rheumatic fever all the time, and kind of like took to the streets. But we were downtown. We shined shoes and sold papers, and, and uh, got some spending money. You could sell a bundle of papers, and you could go to a show and get a. Coke and ice and uh, popcorn too. <laughs> <laughs> Did you spend much time out there in the country with gra- Grandpa Mills, or uh... well, when we lived in Pine Ridge, we we visited out there a couple summers, and we spent I don't know, seemed like weeks. And but we never did. We weren't in on when they branded and all that stuff. But he, it was. Uh, I remember him. In the early evening, filling the lanterns with whatever 
And then when it got dark, we would go to bed. The kids would go to bed. And then they'd have the lanterns. And he had uh, no electricity. And he uh, used to have these raisins in bulk. I remember him making raisin pie. Oh, really? <laughs> it, was, it was real rich, but it was good. And and we, uh, we ate just about it. You know, supplemented. The one time he killed a porcupine, and Mom boiled it and then baked it, and it tasted pretty good. And another time, Donnie came home with a log that had a rabbit in it. We got the rabbit out, and Mom cooked the rabbit. <laughs> it was, but uh, I remember he had a root cellar, and and he had a he had a case of pop in there. And I can remember my first soda in my life. It was a Little seven up boy, that was good. He had a buckboard instead of a jeep, you know, to go fix fences and stuff. And we'd all climb in that wagon. And there's it's kind of a hilly country. And it was, I was always scared, but it was, he just went up and down with him. Those horses knew how to handle the terrain. <laughs> and I don't remember too much because we lived in the we moved to Rapid, and then in the early 50s, Uncle Chester went on relocation, and Grandpa sold us, sold the place. Oh. So most most of my memory of Grandpa was he moved to Rapid, and he stayed with uh, Aunt Emma. Yes, I remember Aunt and Emma. Then, she, like yeah. for us, for Donna and I, that was really a treat when we would come back, which we didn't get to come back very often back then from Utah. Aunt Emma would always take us downtown, and I think it was Woolworths. Remember the big old Woolworths on yeah, and, on Main Street. Yeah, and, a, and she had a cafeteria. Yeah, and she'd let us pick out some things, and it was never. I don't think looking back, you know, it was it wasn't anything humongous, but it was it meant a lot to us because we got to go shopping, yeah. and she seemed rich. At that time, her number. Well, we were always afraid to go to her place because we didn't feel like we could touch anything. Or, oh, I know. Or, she she was super clean too, yeah. <laughs> and she had. Oh, I bet, I bet she had over two hundred salt and pepper shakers collection. You know. Yeah. And of course, they were things a little kid would want to touch, but you weren't supposed to. So, yeah. Oh, I can imagine you rowdy boys, probably. <laughs> yeah. And she was a boys' matron at the boarding school, and I heard talked to some older guys later, and they said she was real strict, and she talked Lakota to the boys all the time, thinking that she'd get a better response from them. I guess. Huh. She was at the boarding school. Would that have been down in Pine Ridge? The that one? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, th I think they called it Oglala Community High School back then. Uh-huh. But it was a boarding school. Uh, that's the one, didn't, wasn't, did your mom go to Holy Rosary? or? Because uh, I know Mother went there in Pine Ridge. I don't think she did. She went to the, like I say, at the boarding school, they forced her to speak English. And then she went to um, Flanger on high school. Oh, okay. 
a lot of people from other places. What, you know, at one time we was visiting, and I'd like you to share with us some of the stories you heard about the grandpas, you know, like great-grandpa Alex and uh, Painted Horse. Well, okay, his brother Painted Horse was, uh, he was in the cluster of fight in the battle Greasy grass or little bighorn. Yes. And when he when he came back, he had a big wad of money. Grandpa Mills told me that he uh, didn't have any use for it. He gave it to somebody, and that person opened up a store. <laughs> must, it must have, must have been a mixed blood or a yeska, you know. Uh-huh. And he had a he got shot in the leg, and he still had the rope wrapped around his leg. And he would un- unwrap the rope and wipe the maggots out and then wrap the rope back up. And I guess that was, there was no penicillin then, right? Yeah. So he, that's how he healed. Didn't he have a limp or not? That's probably why. Yeah, yeah. It's probably, I'm sure he did. And one of those, they lived to be, one was 90, the other one was 100. And some danced at that age. And on the final day, he drank a cup of ice water, and he went into a stroke. And that was how he passed away. And I don't know which one it was, Grandpa, uh, Painted Horse or Adams. They both died on Grandpa's land. Oh, okay. And, and Mom remembers he, uh, one of them made a little hut, like, and he crawled in there, and then he uh, sang his death song, and then he passed away. That that's really something, isn't it, to think about back in those days? And not only that, but those guys had to have been super tough to live that old. Yeah. And then Grandpa Adams, he he looked he might have looked he didn't look full blood, but he was with the full bloods because he he got shot by stealing horses from somebody. And I don't know where he got wounded, but but they lived uh that's the reason everybody in uh, Grandpa Mills' family spoke. They spoke nothing but Lakota because all of those traditional people around them. Oh, and then, uh, yeah, those are great stories that we, you know, we might not even hear of. I'm so that's why it's so important to tell them, you know, so that those stories aren't lost. That's why I, wish I, I knew more, but Mom didn't talk a lot. But Grandpa Mills, we uh, the only little bit of Lakota I know I learned from Grandpa because Mom, being traumatized at the boarding school, she just didn't have any interest in teaching us Lakota. Well, back then it was really frowned upon, and I mean, if you if you get punished for saying the words, why would you teach your kids? You know, I mean, yeah. Um, we're probably all lucky that we learned some words, you know. Yeah. But you, in your life, then, Larry, you, how did you end up down south? <laughs> oh, uh, after I've spent about four or five years in uh, Seattle working as for Boeing, and it was that was a real good place. I was. I was up there with Daryl, and Daryl always tells people he was from Rapid, but he said he grew up in Seattle. It was a, 
it was a big city. It was all different. It was back in the mid-60s when they had all that peace movement and all that stuff going on. And it was a good place to visit, but it was drizzly. And that's where I acquired my respiratory problems, breathing that rain all the time. So I always thought about going to Phoenix. And then when I got married, my wife's uh, sister lived there. So we just we just relocated, and I was there 120 degrees sometimes, and I worked outside when 115 degrees. Oh wow! So how many kid kids do you have? I have two. Um, Jennifer's in Phoenix, and her daughters, and uh, while they're going to school, her and her her daughter and her her son are both at ASU Honors College online, and then she's going to go to graduate school in the uh, University of Chicago. And I, she was happy to relate that that's where Bernie... Oh, Bernie uh, Sanders? He, Bernie Sanders <laughs> graduated from there. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I told her, you're going to come away from there a real socialist, because she's a... She likes to read about the Russian Revolution and Che Guevara and all that. She's kind of... <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. But but then you have a boy, or and he's in Portland, and he was he got his degree up there in uh, um, some kind of marketing or something. But he works for Image Comic Books. They produce the zombies, and there's he did his internship in France at just about the same time that the the there was cartoonists who were being shot over there for being... Oh, yeah. You remember that? Well, yeah. he was in France at that time. And the comic book industry is different over there in Europe. It was more of an adult venue. and uh, But that's what he always liked, and that's where he's work, working now on image. I, I always think that, you know, my three kids, I'm I'm real proud of them. You know, they're hard workers and they have good vocations and stuff. And I always think that's so good when we know, you know, the the kids have carried on and are doing yeah. good. And it sounds like both. Well, I, I know Jennifer. I know Jennifer, but I don't know your yeah. boy. But yeah, that that's kind of neat to to think about that. So and. and uh... One thing I did for the grandkids was I've I've beaten them several outfits. I got them into the powwow just to give them the experience, and they did real good for you know their their dad is Mexican and they're from the city. But when they we came up here to do the powwows, they they fit right in pretty good, and they didn't they didn't look out of place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was one good thing that I came about by my. I drank too too much, but uh, and that's how I'm. In order to sober up, I I went back to the church. I went back to, I got divorced. I started dancing. I did beadwork, and that's really was what I replaced the alcohol with. Well, that was an informative and good talk. To um, I learned some things I I didn't realize. That that my sister had to ride horseback to school. Didn't know that. Uh, nobody talked about it. But with 
with Larry, we're going to continue on and uh, have the next podcast with him. And I hope you enjoyed as much as I do. And if you do, you know, leave a comment or if you have some ideas, you know, we're really willing to try it. Lakota Link is for history, but it's also for right now because we're in changing times and I think we need to keep up with it. We can all learn. I learned how to do a podcast, which I I sure didn't know. And I'm just glad that you have taken this journey with me. So please um, stick with me. Okay, bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed our segment. You know, I I enjoy visiting with the people. And if you did, go to sandyswallowgallery.com where you can find my artwork and find some history and some background. Please subscribe to it or if you have some comments, we would love to hear your opinion. This is a new adventure for us and I value your opinion. This song is written and sung by my good friend, Quincy Goodstar. Lakota Link is here to share Lakota values. God bless you on your journey. Wopila, thank you for joining us. Take